Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. I'm your host, Allie Kay. And on this episode, I am going to catch you up on everything. For those of you who don't know, I am pregnant, surprise, with baby number three. I've been going through a lot, been learning a lot of takeaways that I kind of just want to put it all out there on this episode and also answering some of your questions. So stick around. This podcast is the Invest Your Best podcast, so it's all about how to live your best life. And the beautiful thing about this is that the journey is never over. Every day you have to conscientiously make a choice to do the work. You know, you do the work that will support your personal growth. You do the work that will support your physical and mental health and your spiritual health and just Every day it's a conscious choice and there are bad days, there are good days, there are celebrations, there are curveballs thrown at you. And I feel like with my life, I had this vision of what it would be. And of course, as we know, life doesn't always work that way. You have a plan and then God laughs at it and then you have a new plan. So that's basically what happened with this third pregnancy. I've mentioned before, I was not having any more kids. I was done. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know... I just wasn't feeling right the past couple weeks and I just felt like I was pregnant and I had this whole like saga with the pregnancy test. Like I got a question mark on one pregnancy test. I got a like exclamation mark on another test. I got a no on one, like just all this drama. Go watch the TikToks because I kind of found out as I was recording and then I chose to put the content out there, but it it was just definitely a surprise that I was pregnant, but I knew that, you know, I was definitely pregnant. I know my body and sure enough, I am pregnant. And the whole irony about the whole situation is my husband made an appointment to get a vasectomy this month. Like he was supposed to get it this month, which was like a couple of weeks prior to me taking the test. So that's life. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, we can make plans and you guys should see my vision board that I made the first day of January of 2022 and just how drastically that vision board has shifted within the past couple of weeks because of what's happened. 
And I think that's just part of life. And rather than getting down and out about, you know, things that happen that you necessarily didn't have planned is that you push through them, you know, and you make a new plan. And of course, I am so excited to have baby number three. You know, it is definitely a blessing. And I truly believe like what is meant to be in life will be. And, you know, God had a purpose as to why baby number three was coming. And I'm so excited but it was definitely hard to accept. And I just want to be real about that because the theme of this podcast is also like, I truly believe that we have to put our mental and physical health first. Like we have to prioritize us first. And I think especially as women and especially as mothers, we neglect ourselves, you know, and sometimes in society, it's selfish. Like society thinks it's selfish when women take a break or they have time for themselves or, you know, it's selfish to say, oh, I truly, you know, or just questioning like being a mother too, or like questioning not being so happy and joyful when you are pregnant. Yes, I am happy and joyful, like I said, but I'm also struggling with some stuff. And I think sometimes us women, we think, okay, especially with pregnancy, we got to suck it up and, you know, it's about the baby and the family and we got to do what's right for that. And we just put ourselves on the back burner. And that's kind of what I want to shed to light. This podcast episode is that you know, I've struggled with, I've been struggling with this too. And I'll talk more about prenatal depression, but there was like this guilt and this shame associated with coming to terms that I do have prenatal depression. And it's like this guilt of how can I be so depressed when I am pregnant, when this is such a blessing and there's women out there who can't get pregnant. And here I am pregnant with number three, and I'm still sad and going through depression and I don't know, just feeling that guilt and that shame. So I want to talk more about that and just really be open and real. And you guys ask some questions, especially about my surgery. Like you guys know, like I just got a tummy tuck. I got my breast augmentation and lift done. You know, I've lost all the weight for my second pregnancy and here I am doing it all over again. What's going to happen? I really don't know. So we'll talk about that. So When I did find out I was pregnant, so many people have told me, you know, my husband, um, you know, my family, friends, just people in my life have been like, this is such a great thing for your career. You know, like everyone's happy, very excited for the baby. I will say, I feel like everyone's more excited, I think, for this baby, just because there's been such a gap in my family as far as like kids, like Ford's the youngest and he's already four. So even my mom was like, I, you know, I dreamt about a baby. I, I, I have baby fever in a sense. So I feel like everyone's excited for the baby, but on top of that, everyone's been like, oh my gosh, this is such a great opportunity for career, you know, because this is your chance to really show that, you know, you can, have a fit pregnancy and you can show people how you do it postpartum and all that. And guys, I feel like, yeah, that's awesome. But that's put this like pressure on me that I can't even begin to explain. I also feel like 
I don't know what it is, but something just overcomes me when I get pregnant. Like I want to eat everything and everything in sight. And like, I just become this like person that's not me. Like it happened with my last pregnancy. And also my body, I am not the type of woman that just like carries a basketball in front of her. Like my body changes quickly and it does change drastically, whether I'm eating right or not. Like it just changes and it's been changing so fast. So I feel like that's been really, I don't know. It's just been tough to, to accept again. And I think that's kind of been contributing to my depression on top of, I've been so sick. I have never been sick like this during a pregnancy. And it's just like, I was bedridden for probably the past three weeks where I just couldn't do anything. And that really just made me sad too, because you guys know I'm the type of person, if I don't move my body every single day, like I feel pretty low, you know, I have to move my body for my mental and physical health, mainly for my mental health and, you know, feeling really sick and being in bed and you can't really get up and work. I I wasn't working out, you know, that kind of contributed to my depression too. So I just want to tell you the diagnostic criteria for prenatal depression just because I feel like I'm pretty educated in the mental health world, but this was something new to me that I had never heard of. I've heard of postpartum depression, but not like prenatal depression. And again, I think that's also where like we don't normalize this in society because we're supposed to be so excited when we're pregnant. This is a happy time. And like I said, it is, but there's also, you know, things that go along with this. So some of the things are mood swings, irritability, sadness, hopelessness, or feeling overwhelmed, which, oh my God, my mood swings have been crazy. And I've definitely felt very overwhelmed. Um, Frequent crying spells, a lack of energy or motivation, a desire to eat often or not feeling like eating at all, sleep problems, difficulty focusing or making decisions, memory problems, feelings of worthless or guilt, loss of interest in activities, withdrawing, or wanting to withdraw from your friends and family, and then headaches, body aches, pains, or stomach problems that seem different from morning sickness. So I will say that I've definitely had a lot of these symptoms and still some now, not as many, but still dealing with it. And I think the one thing that I've learned about myself that maybe I hope this helps other people too, is like, When you struggle with your mental health, which newsflash, we all struggle with mental health. And when it's your time and you're struggling, I'm the type of person to withdraw. You know, I shut out my husband. I shut out my friends. I shut out my family. You know, I just, I completely withdraw rather than like having a support system that I could call to be like, Hey, I need you to come over and get me out of bed today. You know? And I think a lot of people are like me and withdraw. So my biggest takeaway is if you are dealing with any type of mental health issues right now, or when you do deal with any type of mental health issues, because I promise you, you will. We are all humans and we all have, you know, struggles with our mental health, just like we might have struggles with our physical health. I think the biggest thing is to get a support system in place, whether it's your mom that you call, your dad, your sister, your best friend, find at least one or two people 
that as soon as you start seeing the signs where you're feeling a certain way and you're withdrawing, call that person, have a plan. Like, Hey, when I feel this way, I'm going to need you to come over to my house every single morning. Even when I say, I don't want you to, you know, you still come over to make sure I got out of bed that day or something like that. And I wish hindsight I did that more. Even I feel like the knowledge I have with mental health, like I know this, but implementing it is one thing. And that's something that I am practicing is rather than withdrawing, have a support system. And, you know, I think my husband too is also learning rather than coming from like a frustration with me, understanding that, okay, this is like he's he has more empathy for me and more of like a willing to willingness to understand because he was also getting frustrated with me too thinking that I could just snap out of it or like my mood swings like we got in on some really big fights you know thinking that I was completely in the right mindset and the reality of it is I'm not I'm not in the right mindset I have hormones and he kind of had to come learn that he needs to come from a place of empathy and understanding and be there for me rather than like getting frustrated with me. So I think it's really important to find that person that has that empathy for you and that willingness to kind of hold you accountable. If you are having the week where you can't get out of bed, they come to your house. So find a support system. And again, with like prenatal depression or any type of, of mental health issue, there is definitely a guilt and a shame associated with it. And that's, you know, there's a mental health stigma in society, 100%. This is why I talk openly about my mental health issues, because I think that's how we start breaking this stigma is we start having normal conversations and normalizing that we all deal with mental health issues or illnesses or disorders, whatever, you know, there's a time where your mental health might get in the way of you functioning properly in your daily life, you know? And that's the reason why I'm I'm openly share this because we have to break the stigma. And there's definitely a guilt and a shame that's associated when you deal, I think specifically with depression. Why can't you just snap your fingers and snap yourself out of it and just be happy? You know, I feel like some people think that way when someone says they're dealing with depression or they see them, you know, struggling daily to just do the normal things in life. And we'll be back after a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. I think especially as a mother, you know, there is this like guilt and association, guilt and shame associated with it. And then I think specifically for me, I definitely felt that being pregnant, you know, when pregnancy is like this supposed to be this like happy, happy time. And, you know, I definitely felt guilty too that I was pregnant and felt sad about it when there's women who can't even get pregnant. Like there's that guilt and that shame associated that I didn't even want to like come to terms with. Like I needed to face this head on and do something about it. So 
I just want to put that out there that there is no shame when it comes to mental health issues or mental illnesses. We have to start normalizing these conversations. And if you're struggling, please talk to your doctor, go see a mental health counselor. Um, Better help is such a great resource for counseling where you do it from the comfort of your home. There's so many resources. So please don't deal with this alone. Please find that support system and the amazing resources. That is my rant on that. Okay. So the biggest question I keep getting asked is like, what the heck is going to happen to like your tummy tuck and your surgery? Like what's going to happen? So obviously the original plan is when I got my surgery, my husband was supposed to get a vasectomy before I got my surgery. Well, life happened and that didn't happen. So here I am pregnant. (laughs) I think it's kind of funny. So you have to have humor with stuff like this, but before I got pregnant, I'm, I was almost, or I am almost a year post-op. It will be a year in May that I've had my surgery. I am very, very, very happy with my breast augmentation and my breast lift. Hindsight or not hindsight, moving forward, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get them done again in the future, which I will definitely do. It was like one of the best decisions getting them done, but I know with nursing and, you know, the weight gain and the weight loss, it's just, I know I'm going to need another breast lift. So that I'm definitely open to. And it's such a, like a fast recovery. I think with the breast lift and breast augmentation that I'm open to doing it and the recovery is not too bad. And so that, you know, I've just kind of accepted like, okay, I'll get, I'll get them done again down the road. As far as my tummy tuck, I really regretted it. Um, I know I kind of like mentioned that and I was still kind of giving it some time. I I don't want to say I fully regret it. I just, I could have done without it. So I was dealing with really bad bloat post surgery up till like the day I got pregnant, I was dealing with bloat. I hadn't tried lymphatic drainage massages, which was next on my list, but I just felt like there was this like blow, especially after I ate, there was like the size of like a small, not basketball, say like, I don't know, like a small orange or something, you know, it was like a hard ball in my stomach after I ate, um, which was very uncomfortable. And then I also feel like, yeah, the mini tummy tuck got rid of the excess skin that I had, but it also pulled everything down where my stretch marks were more apparent So I kind of just like traded the skin in for like very visible stretch marks. I don't know. So I just feel like the mini tummy tuck was more cons than it was pros. So I really don't think I'm going to get another one after this baby. As far as like being pregnant with the mini tummy tuck, my skin can still stretch. So it's not like my skin can't stretch a certain amount because I got skin removed. That's not true. It can still stretch. I'll most likely have loose skin again. And then because I am getting another C-section, I've had C-sections with my two previous pregnancies. So I'll have another C-section. The incision will just like go where my mini tummy tuck scar is. My mini tummy tuck scar is also like very like raised. It it healed with keloids. So it's very pink still it's raised. So I'm interested to see like if they cut a new scar or if they cut a new incision 
where the scar is, how it will heal, if it's going to heal worse or it's going to give it like a redo or it can heal better. I don't really know. I got to ask my doctor that, but that's it. I'm just going with the flow with this pregnancy and the tummy tuck. I, my skin can still stretch. So I'm definitely going to get on, you know, like the creams and stuff. I never did the creams before in my past two pregnancies. So I got to get on that now. So I just want to kind of wrap up this episode by giving you some takeaways that I've had to go through again these past couple weeks and just the takeaways that have been so apparent in my life that I've really been like implementing in my life that I think are so important. So number one is prioritize your mental and physical health. I know for me more so than ever, I need to do this. You know, it's that oxygen mass scenario. Like if you're on a plane and an oxygen mask comes down because your plane's crashing, you don't go and put it on your kids or your husband or your family or your, your colleagues next to you first. You put it on yourself so that you can help as many people around you. And I think that's the whole theme of prioritizing your mental and physical health first. You know, doing that is investing to be your best self. When you invest in your best self, you can give your best self to others. And, you know, the way I prioritize my mental and physical health is moving my body. You know, the weeks I couldn't get out of bed because I was so sick and I wasn't moving, I was so down and out. And the past two weeks, I've been able to get to the gym every day. I have some great people holding me accountable and like making sure I get there. And what a difference in my mindset and my attitude and like my work ethic and my relationship with my kids and myself and my husband that has affected the past two weeks because, you know, I'm prioritizing my mental and physical health by moving my body. Now you prioritizing your mental and physical health might be that you need to take a walk for 30 minutes every day and then journal. And, you know, you got to find whatever that is that is prioritizing your mental and physical health. But I know for me, it's moving my body, you know, that supports my mental and physical health and also really focusing on those good whole foods. You know, one of the blessings about being so sick is that I can only eat, you know, whole natural foods. I don't know if you guys follow me on TikTok and I've heard like I have parasomia where I have nerve damage from COVID. So I have this like new poop smell this is so weird, but I have this new smell for poop and it is disgusting. It smells like Play-Doh meets onion meets BO. And ever since I got pregnant and my smell's been coming back post COVID, it just kind of happened simultaneously. I smell this new smell for poop in foods and the foods I smell it in are all processed foods. Like I'm talking Cheez-Its, which I used to love now smell like that poop smell. I smell it in meats. I smell it in chicken. I smell it in fish. I smell it basically in everything besides like steamed rice, veggies, fruit, um, smoothies. Like I don't smell it in that. So that's all I've been eating these past couple weeks. And, you know, I feel good because I've been focusing on those foods. So again, you are what you eat. You know, if you have a lot of sugar in your diet and you're crashing or even like caffeine, I feel like I feel so different now that I don't really have caffeine in my life. That's another thing. Coffee smells like this poop smell. That's really depressing. But, you know, focusing on certain foods supports your 
physical and your mental health. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but you know, serotonin majority of it is made in your gut. So again, like gut health is so important. Um, I'm ranting, but anyways, prioritizing your mental and physical health first before anyone or anything is my number one takeaway that like, it's like the rule to live by. Number two is going back to like that all or nothing thinking, like dropping that. So when I was having those bad days, I thought to myself, okay, this is it. Like, forget it. I'm not going to do this like fit pregnancy, like tomorrow, just whatever. I'm just going to, you know, give in to my feelings. I've already messed up these two days. I haven't moved my body. I'm in bed. Just forget it. I'm done. And I think we're so guilty of doing this, especially, you know, think back to your New Year's resolution. Did you have like one good week of working out because your resolution was you were going to get healthy and then like you miss three days and then you just fall off track and that's it. We have this all or nothing thinking where it's like, it's either got to be perfect or it's completely nothing. And you got to get back to like, you're just making those small changes to build those habits and you know, it's not like one extreme or the other and understand like you're going to have bad days. We all have bad days, but those bad days do not define you. And you have to learn how to push through those bad days and, and try to have less of them. What can you do? So you have less bad days, but it all goes back to that all or nothing thinking the journey is never over. It's not about perfection. It's about those little things that you do that make the difference. And, you know, if you have a bad day that doesn't define your progress or where you're going, you have to stay on track and realize what are you working for? What do you want? You know, what is your goal? So drop the all or nothing thinking, keep reminding yourself, what is the goal? Number three is the whole comparison thing. So there's the quote that says, comparison is the thief of joy. And I have found myself comparing myself to so many people lately, whether it's comparing myself to other pregnant girls and looking at their bodies and how, you know, I know I'm not going to look like them or like comparing my career to other people out there that, you know, I kind of like was on the track and now my career is going to be completely different. Or maybe I feel like I'm not doing enough in my career because I'm comparing like this constant comparison really got a hold of me the past couple of weeks. And let me tell you, it is definitely the thief of joy. And that's where it goes back to like, you have to personally define your goals. You know, you set those big goals and then you set those small goals each week that will support your, your long-term goals. And you focus on that. Forget comparing yourself to other people. I know it's so easy to, to compare ourselves to other people, compare ourselves to other moms, compare, you know, our businesses to other competition. It's not about that. That's where, you know, you start losing the race. My son just did the mile run and he kept like looking back, you know, or he kept looking to the side and focusing on other people. And he kept getting further and further and back. And finally I'm like, Lucas, look forward. Like he focused on where you're going, you know, as you compare yourself, not only are you stealing your joy, but you, you fall further behind because you get off track. So focus on you, Stop comparing yourself to others and really measure your success by what you're doing, not how it measures up to other people's success. 
As I'm like talking, I swear I'm running out of breath, but I think it's because my sports bra is so tight. Oh my God. It's the one thing about pregnancy when all the stuff doesn't fit you anymore. But lastly, I just want to talk about celebrating the small successes. I am so guilty of like setting these huge, big goals or like even setting the like big goal for the day. Like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and do this. And then by the end of the day, I didn't do any of that stuff. And I feel down and out about it, or I feel like a failure, right? You know, or I feel like I wasn't productive. And I think we have to stop and pause and celebrate the small successes Past couple of weeks, all I could really do was get out of bed, brush my teeth, get dressed, and drop my kids off at school. Like, I want to celebrate that. Yeah, that doesn't look like my normal productive day, but that was still a success that I was able to get out of bed and like function. So, you know, we need to acknowledge those small successes in our daily life because you are doing a great job. And I think, again, it's those small things small things, small successes build onto those habits that build on the big successes, you know, but if we never acknowledge our small successes, we're not going to feel those endorphins or, or those like rewards to keep going, especially if we only celebrate when we get to the top. It's kind of depressing if you only celebrate once you get to the top, because that's the only celebration, you know, like celebrate the small successes. And lastly, get accountability partners, you know, get accountability partners for mental health days, you know, have someone, you know, that you can call up when you're having a bad mental health day. All right, guys, that is it for today. Thank you again for everyone who continues to listen. I am so excited and just blessed to have you guys on this journey. We're all on this journey of life together. And I just hope by me sharing everything that's going on, I hope like the biggest takeaway you take from this is one, prioritize your mental and physical health first above anyone or anything. And also that like, you know, life doesn't always happen according to your plan. And that's the fun thing. That's the great thing about life. We just got to be resilient and, you know, change our path and, you know, get excited for the new path. So you're not alone on this journey. We're all on this journey together towards being our best selves. So again, thank you so much for listening. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Alexandra Wills. Some of you guys have asked about more challenges. There will be more fitness and diabetes challenges and alcohol-free challenges coming up on Way Better. So stay tuned on my Instagram for announcements and stay tuned for more episodes. I will catch you next time. 